to all my freelancers and creatives. This is Nathan, and this is another episode of Traffic Talk. Uh, this episode is a little different. Um, I actually had an email. Well, let me take a step back. Somebody listened to an episode I did on a podcast. Uh, that podcast was Freelance Transformation. And on that podcast, I talked about what larger companies look for. Um, I talked about certain things. If you're working with a Fortune 500 or Fortune 5000 company, there's certain things that they look for in freelancers. And I described what I've learned those things to be. And the episode is very popular, and at least from what I've heard and the feedback from it. So someone actually reached out to me and asked a question. Her name is Linda. And she asked a question just about her specific area of expertise. She works in the um, software as a service arena and does like customer service, customer success. But let's look at some context and so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. I help SaaS startups meet client and customer demands and reduce churn through implementing robust client success programs. My challenge is that I don't know how to clearly define the expensive problem that I'm solving in the area of client success. I've Googled quite a bit and know that churn is a major issue for SaaS companies. I'm not sure what my next step should be to fine tune the problem and hence the solution I wanna offer. So that's the question. And again, just to give it some context, Linda mentioned that, and I can look at my phone right now cause I'm stopped at a light, safety first. But Linda mentioned that she works in that arena already, so software as a service, and she's providing that service for other people. And for the business that she's building up, her side business, her side hustle, however you want to call it, she wants to focus on helping software as a service companies implement um, client or customer success programs. Now, Linda, I have a question and you're gonna have to clarify on this, but that question is, are you the person who is training or building up a client success team? So in other words, if a company was brand new and they're a startup and they need a client success team, are you remotely putting that team together and then presenting it to the company? Or are you offering training for this particular company or any company to improve their client success program or maybe you are saying that someone doesn't have a client success team at all and you're really going to help them start one um, how, whatever that means so just some clarification not specifically sure how you mean in the question but i did want to speak to some things that you mentioned so the first thing you said was you weren't a hundred percent sure how to uh, define yourself in this now, the first thing I'll say is when you're talking about the service that you offer, you have to do three things. Uh, the first thing is you have to say um, who you are and what you do. The second thing you have to say is how you can help people. And then the last thing is why that's important or how it makes a difference, right? So again, who you are, how you can help, why it's important, how it makes a difference. So in initially reading about your specific um, description of what you offer, I'd probably recommend changing that to be a little bit more direct or a little bit more specific 
to the area that you want to serve. For example, um, there are a lot of different SaaS companies or software as a service companies. You can even get more specific about that. You could say something to the effect of, I help financial SaaS companies reduce churn. You can get more specific and say, I help technology-based SaaS companies reduce churn. Um, so you can get very specific on the area in which you have expertise. And one way to do that is think about the type of work you've done in the past, um, what area or what category or what niche did you help serve in in the past and you have unique insight to. So your previous work experience, I'm assuming you have some type of insight into some type of industry, whether that's financial banking services, whether that is technology, um, whether that's marketing or design, not really sure, but add that into your description to get a little bit more specific because um, if you're able to say something to the effect of, I help marketing software as a service companies reduce churn, then companies like MailChimp or ConvertKit, they do marketing, right? So you can help. Or if you say something to the effect of, I help design software as a service companies, then companies like um, WordPress or companies like Webflow, um, those companies that specifically deal with design, uh, Sketch even, those companies that specifically have software as a service, but it's centered around a specific area, they would pay more attention to you because you added in that level of specificity in what it is that you offer. Another part of your question that you mentioned was you're not sure how to clearly define this expensive problem. And really, you're gonna have to speak to the pain or the problem most companies have. So it doesn't take much. You can look around different software as a service. They always have similar problems. You know, it's customer retention, it's churn and cancellations, um, and it's also keeping costs down while trying to build up their user base. They need as many users as they can. That's the real value that they're going for. But it sounds like you already called that out. You said reduce churn. So churn seems to be the main problem you wanna focus on. However, again, if you want to really lean in on what that is or lean in on the proper way to market that, you want to highlight the problem and describe features versus benefits. So again, I mentioned say who you are and what you do and then say how you can help. When you're describing how you can help someone, you need to focus on the benefits of it. When talking about features versus benefits, um, you'll want to describe how someone's life is made better or how someone's company is made better because they have your product or service. For example, I'm driving a car. And in this car, I know one of the features of the car is anti-lock brakes. So when you talk about features, um, different attributes that the car has that maybe some other cars don't, anti-lock brakes is a feature. But that doesn't tell me how my life is made better or I'm safer, it doesn't help me. So if I wanted to talk about the benefit of anti-lock brakes, I could say something to the effect of, you don't have anti-lock brakes, therefore, when you hit the brakes, you don't have to worry about getting whiplash from and injuring your neck because you hit the brakes so hard, you flew forward. It won't do that. You don't have to worry about pressing the brakes so hard that when you do so, 
you run the risk of breaking the actual brakes or wearing down the brake pads and like immediately and hear a loud screeching sound because you hit on the brakes. Um, you have to worry about um, injuring or damaging your your wheel axles because of anti-lock brakes and the list goes on. So I can say something to the effect of anti-lock brakes, you can stop safer, you can stop quieter, and it's less body injury to you. Oh, makes sense. Instead of just saying anti-lock brakes, anti-lock brakes, you have to describe what it is. So again, um, saying that I help reduce churn is good because people know what churn is, but frame that in another way. If I was thinking about how to frame, you know, reduce churn, I would say something to the effect of, if you are a technology SaaS owner, you're leaking over $30,000 a month. I can help you stop it. Now, where did I get that number from? Um, I just made it up for this example, but honestly, you can look at what is the average amount of churn software as a service companies get, um, what is the average cost of their product? You can do the math and just say, this is how much money you're losing per month, per year, right? Um, you can say something to the effect of, I help companies stop the leakage of losing money. You might have somebody's attention because now they're thinking, oh, how can, you, how can you stop us from leaking money? Now, in a previous example, I made those numbers up, but you can find out what that problem is and just highlight how expensive it is. If you say something like someone's losing $30,000 a month, for a software as a service owner, that's a lot of money because they're thinking, what can I do with $30,000 a month? I could hire another person, I could hire more people, I could buy some equipment, I can put that into advertising to get the word out there. You know, $30,000 a month is quite a bit, and I'm sure you can calculate whatever that is per year to figure out how much money people are losing per year. So again, focus on how much money could be saved in working with you and incorporate that into how you describe your benefit. Now, I've been grabbing numbers out the air and I'm being theoretical with some of the things that I'm saying, but let's let's get into something practical. Again, you mentioned that you're not sure how to frame your value for software as a service companies. Not only that, but you know, you weren't sure how to talk about how expensive this problem is. Well, here's something very practical. So there's a company called Bear Metrics, and Bear Metrics, their whole goal is to work with software as a service companies mainly and they quickly calculate their levels of churn how many new customers they get their monthly recurring revenue and they create a nice dashboard and people can connect to their system and just instantly see a dashboard of how they're doing financially how they have the new customers what they can use those numbers to make projections they can see how many customers they're losing and they can use those numbers to really figure out how they're doing every single day. At any given time, they can look at these numbers. So Bear Metrics has been extremely helpful and majority, if not all of their clients, are software as a service companies. So here's a couple of ways you can reach them. One thing that Bear Metrics has is something called open startups. 
So if you go to bearmetrics.com slash open hyphen startups, these are a list of companies who are startups that have made their financial numbers public. So you can literally go there and click on any of the company's names and look at all of their numbers, all their finances that they're getting per month, how successful they are financially, if you will. So in your case, you can look at the average amount of churn. So here's an example. A convert kit has monthly recurring revenue of over a million dollars. They have a churn of about 6.8%, so almost 7% in churn um, in what they're losing, and you can see what those numbers are. So, of course, you'll never get to 0% churn. You'll never get to zero. You'll always have people leave for different reasons. But how much money would you save ConvertKit by saving them 1%? So think about that. If they have 7% churn, but something that you are able to implement is able to reduce churn by a certain percentage, there you go. And you can do some math. You can say, okay, how many customers do they have in a given month? If their churn is 7%, um, I just multiply their customer base by churn, and this is how many customers they're losing. How much does their average plan cost? Do the math, you can see the money that they're using or losing per month and even worse, uh, per year. So you may need to frame what it is that you have to offer as how you can stop churn and how much money you can really save people. And I'm not sure if you've already done this for a certain number of companies, but you have to explain or at least show this in a case study. So I have a video on how to write a case study, but basically what you do is you talk about how you worked with a company, you worked with a client, you describe um, every problem that they had, and then you describe how you solved every one of the problems that they have, and finally talk about the solution and the results, that you produce results and it was a reducing churn and an increase in income, or they saved money, or they gained more money, or they were able to implement a customer service or a customer success team, and they didn't have to pay an exorbitant amount to do that because they worked with you. So whatever it is, you definitely have to write a case study for one of the software as a service companies so that when you're talking to new people, they know you can produce results. And here's another thing that you can do as well. Um, even if you don't have a case study, maybe you do something for someone at low cost or no cost, maybe, but you provide some service for somebody and then you get a certain amount of results and the value that you're trading is really a case study. You know, you tell them, uh, I'm willing to provide my services for you because I'd like to use it as a case study and I really want to help. Then you do an excellent job for them, and based upon your um, written agreement, maybe no money is being exchanged, but you can use them in a case study. Then you can say, you know, I helped ConvertKit save $120,000 with my methods, or whatever the number is, right? Um, you're able to speak to that on a more regular basis. So that's just some ideas of what you can do. Again, this is all about how you're describing your company. Use something like bare metrics to frame a 
and get those numbers. I'll put that in the description below. Um, another thing you can do is look at a company called PriceIntelligently.com. They are just like Bear Metrics, but what they offer is absolutely free to people, right? So they offer financial consulting and they help companies out to get their numbers where they need to be, but their service is like free and they provide like the same dashboard and data that Bear Metrics does. So as a bonus, the last thing I'll say is I mentioned Bear Metrics and I mentioned price intelligently. You could literally say that once you get your offering together and you have you know, your website and your case studies and you have all those things in place, if any of these companies have a Facebook page, now you can target them on Facebook. You can say, show this ad to people who like these services on Facebook, right? So you can create uh, maybe something that says, uh, use bare metrics, learn how I saved ConvertKit over $120,000. That could be the title of your ad or something of that nature. Uh, the case study could be your ad, right? And so now anybody who goes to Bear Metrics or and likes their Facebook page or likes Price Intelligently's Facebook page, you know, you're creating a target audience to reach those people with your Facebook ad, right? Just another thing that you could do to get out there. But yeah, there's a lot more I could say, but I definitely wanted to answer your question. Thank you for emailing me directly to get an answer to your question. I know this was a little longer, but I definitely wanted to take the time to you know, answer the question in full. So that's the biggest thing, framing it and using real numbers that you can find that are out there and that are public knowledge. Uh, if you have a bonus question or any other questions you wanna ask me about this, let me know. I'd love to see you implement anything that I mentioned if it's helpful. And then you know, maybe I answer the question as a follow-up to see how you're doing. So for those watching, thank you for taking the time to check this out. For those listening, uh, you know, definitely give this a review. I use those reviews to uh, make the show better. And if you have a question, feel free to reach out to me. As you saw, it doesn't matter if it's an email. It doesn't matter if you tweet me. It doesn't matter if it's some other way. If you get it to me, I would be more than happy to feature your question on the show. Until the next one, I will catch you later. See you.